whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Bobby Sore! It's a good old hockey game. Oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. The good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Hey, we're ready to go, man. Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, one of our faves. Yeah. I hate people that abbreviate words. You don't, you don't like me, though. I love nicknames. No, nicknames are a good name. Okay. How's the fam? Oh, okay. One of our faves. Whatever. Dave Shane's here from the RJ. He literally blew in the door. <laughs> That's, that's a that's a good look you got going there, man. <laughs> See, this is why I don't like the wind. It's all static and everything, you know. Yeah. Like I, of all of the weather patterns, I'm, I'm with you. Wind is just I I grew up in Ranch Cucamonga. It's extremely windy there. It's just okay. it's so annoying. Like more than anything, it's just yeah. it's just an annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the radio. But you walked in and said, hey, real quick, get some water. I can feel it with the wind blowing. I mean, I've been hoarse for a week and a half, and it all started with that 50-mile-an-hour day. You're driving around. You know, I'm coming down the hill from Summerlin, coming down Desert Inn, and you can just see it going, I'm breathing that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Today it just feels like it's going to rain. It just it's like it wants to rain. It's a it cyclone hasn't. bomb, you know. Oh, is that what it is? Well, that thing that... Was it in San Francisco or whatever? Yeah, we're, yeah. Getting, we're getting the edge of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I learned that in my meteorology class. All right. So, a cyclone bomb? No, just a you know you get the tail end of things. The, yeah, right. other in other areas. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's it's swirling around. We're get, we're supposed to get some rain, I guess, the tail yeah. end of it. The, the, the Sierra Nevadas apparently take some of the sting out of it. Right, they're they're gonna like, get they look. get all the snow then. Yeah, Is they're gonna get all the snow okay. there. Yeah. Huh? Well, good for the skiers. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, big's go, uh, going on around the league before we get to the Golden Knights. Raising a Stanley Cup banner. Seattle's putting up a Stanley Cup banner tomorrow night. Uh, I'm sorry. The yeah. Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Are they putting the one up from 1919 or whatever? Yeah, 1970. Oh, okay. They beat Montreal. Okay. And they're playing Montreal tomorrow night. Okay. So they're going to, I guess it's it's a horribly kept secret, apparently. But they're going to be raising the Stanley Cup banner tomorrow night. Okay. So So it's a ceremony game. Right. I'm just going to ask you. (laughs) So do we fade Seattle tomorrow? Montreal will go, really? (laughs) Really? That was was pretty interesting the other night. Vancouver embraced that. Vancouver wanted to spoil that party. Absolutely. That's going to be a rivalry. That's going to be a rivalry. Yeah, no, that'll 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 crank up. All right, uh, let's go. <laughs> go where? Well, off to Denver. <laughs> yeah. First of all, no practice today yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. No practice, no media, whatever. It's kind of like out of the blue, right? Last minute. Is that just a get away from it? Go be with your family. 
Spurs or something going on. Well, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily going on. I don't know if it's exactly a be with your family. I, I yeah, it kind of feels like a we're beat up. I don't know what good a practice is going to do for them at this point right now. Like they, it feels like they just need a day. They need the rest. Get on the plane. Go to Denver. Maybe we'll talk there or something like that. You know, but like the whole idea that you're gonna skate today and then travel and do all that you know it just feels a little excessive after you know a few games and kind of where they're at physically and health wise i will say this as ugly as this has been they're not accustomed to this fans here aren't accustomed to this if there's a silver lining in this thankfully robin leonard has been one of their best, if not their best player. He's kept them in games. I mean, you would have needed this start, and if Leonard was having bad nights, you know, you would need that thing stirring up again. He's been really good. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think even he said it last night, the disappointing thing about the Barzal goal was that he felt like he made nine or ten really good saves oh, yeah. before that. Sezekis could have had three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, if if the Knights are going to turn things around and get things straightened out, get results and start to get you know points out of this because I I kind of felt like and I actually rewatched the game this morning because it was on the the replay. Um thought the third period was pretty even. Second period was completely the Knights. And then yeah. the first period was a lot of shots by the Knights, but all of the high danger, good chances were, you know, were the Islanders. It, it sort of felt like as that game went along, if it wasn't the Islanders that they were playing, if yes. it was a different team maybe that they were playing, that they were, the Knights were maybe good enough to get something out of that against, sure. you know, a fair amount of teams. And it just happened to be the Islanders and Sorokins, you know, on a heater right now, so... The one thing when you're watching that game specifically is like hearing, oh, well, you know, a lot of good things and we're trending the right way. And, and okay, saying all that stuff. But that game, please, because it was starting to sound that way a little bit, uh, you didn't get beat by a goaltender there. He had a great game. Sorokin had a great game. Leonard had a very, very good game. But the thing is, the Islanders, they're all about getting the lead. And then it may look ugly for long stretches, but that's what they want to do. They're really good at protecting the lead. You'll get a boatload of chances. But I will tell you, the quality chances, I for sure in the first, I mean, Sezekis hit a post. Sezekis, again, was left alone in front of the net. The Islanders had 10 bell chances. So that was I, the Islanders playing the Islanders game. Yeah, definitely in the first period. I mean, I remember yeah. the stat. It was 11-5 high danger chances. Yeah. Um the second period was eight nothing nights. Yep. So, yeah, I think a lot of that was, you know, second night of a back to back for the Islanders. They got the lead. You know, you're able to kind of, you know, what you run a mile. You know, you, you kind of you run the first one hard. You kind of settle in a little bit, and then you, you know, you put your finishing kick in there. And felt like the Islanders. Yeah, they played their game their way. They're going to absorb. They're going to sit back. You know, try to counter. Um, Is that a little extra? salt in the wound when you say hey, it's it's 82 games but you, listen this is a little sketchy at the moment it really is 
But is it even a little more painful? Because the Islanders have to play 19, 19 back-to-back games. They're playing their first 13 on the road. That's nuts, right? But you got Edmonton and the Islanders coming here having played the night before and had enough jump to win. Yeah, and the Blues, I mean, they you know, to get swept all three at home if you're the Knights is, you know, you t- you definitely want to at least get like two points out of it. Like, it's weird because the Edmonton game, and I didn't want to ask this question because I felt like it was it was going to get thrown back in my face, and it, it was a turnover by Haig, and I get that, but it felt. It felt a little bit, and, and it happened so quick and it happened so early that it's not fair maybe for me to think this, but it felt like you get the goal from Haig and you just, you have to do whatever you got to do to get a point out of that game at minimum. You're scrambling, you're trying to get any, you know, and then you throw a puck away and, and you give up a breakaway. And then you throw everything at them and, and like, yeah, they, they made a really strong push in that third period, but it's it's it, it just kind of feels like they've, talked a lot of talk recently and they haven't walked the walk in terms of how they have to play in terms of trying to lock things down in terms of playing this more playoff style hockey and and all those sorts of like that period should have been all and it's hard it's hard because it's against McDavid and Dreisaitl you know but it just felt like there was some lip service going on in terms of you know, we we know we need to play this way, but they haven't done it. They haven't really shown it. I thought they showed it in longer stretches against the Islanders. I think it's easier to do that against the Islanders because yeah. of the way the Islanders right. play. Well, it's, they're they're offensively challenged, and they're the first to admit it. The Islanders. Yeah. Oh, and they're, they're they're content to let them have the puck. Somebody emailed me about the hits last night. You know, oh, you know what were the you know what were the hits? You know, forty four nineteen. Oh, you know. Knights are a bunch of, you know, what you know, I can't yeah. you know say whatever. You know, but it's like, well, they have the puck a heck Correct. of a lot in that game. Like Correct. you can't hit anybody when, right, when you have the when puck. you have the puck, you know, and I went back and looked and they've been out hit in five or or it's every game except the LA game. So it's four out of the five games that they've been out hit. And the LA game they just got completely you know, like bombed Boat off raised. the yeah, ice. They get destroyed, yeah. You know. So they're of course they're running around trying to hit hit L.A., and, then, you know, they're going to out-hit them. So, uh, you know. The one the one thing that's – we'll get into the goal-scoring stuff. Yeah, we know the injuries. We get it. But it's not like Colzar didn't have a 1,000 chances. Other You know, other guys had chances. you got to bury these things. That's been kind of a constant theme now for a couple of years, burying your chances. But the one thing that's been distressing, and it is amazing – I mean, both both you guys watch this game forever. I've got this hideous knack, mostly watching Sabres games. I mean, when the turnover comes, I go, oh, this is in. Yeah. This Absolutely, this is a goal. This is coming. And Vegas has been guilty of this with yeah, Petrangelo the other night against Edmonton. Or was that the Blues game? Maybe it was that the Blues game. Uh, the turnover at the blue line. And then last night, you got it three feet from the blue line and you lose a battle along the wall and you don't get it out. Boom, Barzell puts it in. It's amazing 
that there are certain areas on the ice where you just can't turn it over there. It's it's like the first goal was a turnover at the blue line too, wasn't it? Coming out the the Bailey goal. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. Somebody kind of picked somebody's pocket at the blue line. Yeah, um, maybe it was even Bailey who did to it kind of free up Bailey. the first yeah, shot yeah, yeah. Uh, for that Pajo got right. Um, or no, it was Bailey that 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 chipped the puck out or uh, for the Barzal goal. Okay, yeah. which was um, great. I'm pretty good at leading rips, uh, reading lips. The uh, Barzell turned around and he pointed. He goes, "All you, all you, baby." And then yeah. and, and cool. the guy that made the won the battle at the blue line kept yeah. it in. No, that, that that's that's cool. So so again, go. I go, usually can read the dirty language. <clears throat> go 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 to your statement about Leonard. So n- neither one of those goes his fault. The the first goal, the Bailey goal. Turnover at the blue line, and then three nights go to one guy. Yeah, and so that was another one this morning when I saw it again. Is Chandler Stevenson does not do a very good job no. clearing that rebound no, he at didn't. all. He, he kind of almost has a flyby yes. and yep. and then realizes you know that he's too far away and yep. sort of half yeah alligator arms it. Nope, and, not 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 played well at all. Right. So even though yeah, Leonard is on his belly and yeah, maybe he could have played it a little better. Like he's not you know on that particular play, he didn't get. A lot of help. And these are the. This is the thing, though. You can maybe get away with it when you're scoring. You know, when you can make up for it on the other end, right. and they're just not scoring. At least the last, you know, handful of games, or three, I'd, I'd say in particular, um, to make up for the one little mistake. It, it's just, it's it's. You hate to say it's like playoff hockey, and even though they've talked about having to play that style, but maybe the mentality is is a little bit like that when. They're struggling to score the way that they are. Those one or two little mistakes that end up in the back of your net just get so much more magnified. Well, and I think they're making the mistakes in the first place, Dave, because they're pressing, yeah. because they're trying to score. Agreed. When they, you know, so. Agreed. And I think even Petrangelo maybe even touched on that or, or alluded to that a little bit last night. That, yeah, you know, yeah, when, when you're not scoring a lot and you're trying to, to do other things, you know, that's that's when the – you know the little details maybe have a lapse, or, or you know, there's that that mental. Um, can you say brain fart? Sure, sure. brain fart, or the old. I love I love when he says, "Can you say something?" Yeah, he and then says, says it. it. No, he says it. And then rhetorically, what if I said no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point, huh? See, that's why I write. I don't do the I don't do the radio thing very you're, well. You 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 got a green light, man. Uh, okay, we were talking on the phone this morning. Marchessault so slamming the stick at the end of the game. Okay, guy's a fiery dude. We know that passion, and you can sit there and go, "That's great. He cares." Or you can look at it and go, "Uh oh, he's squeezing the stick and pressing, and it's a bubbling cauldron." I mean. It's not fun to go to the rink when you're not winning. Yeah, it felt like a different level of frustration with him. He's a guy I think that's, you know, everybody who follows the team knows kind of wears it, you know, on his sleeve, uh, good, bad, or, or, you know, anywhere in between. You you certainly know where he stands on stuff, and I think he's going to be a little more fiery and emotional. But that, I didn't see it at the time, and then I, again, this morning when I saw it, and I saw it on the replay, he just his face and like, it looks different. It's it's not a, oh darn it, I didn't score on that chance. 
it's a it's more of a oh my gosh this is just not coming for me right now it's not coming for the team right now and even though it's only five games in you start to feel and sense some patterns developing i think if you're in a locker room and it it feels like they're all starting to see some things that they don't necessarily like about what's going on with this team or what I, you know and so it all feels like it's building yeah. it all feels like i think what i said to you brian this morning is it feels like the weight of all these expectations and the pressure that everybody knows is on every single player to produce and perform it is just it's too hot of a cauldron right now it feels like the well the crazy thing steve you remember for four years mm. some years better than others but vegas's calling card's been rolling four lines willingly putting the fourth line out in a tie game with three minutes to go because it was kind of like a greased wheel and we've been talking about this to this point even with stone and patch already near it's a team that looks top heavy and marshall carlson and smith they're flying around the chemistry's all there but you are asking them to be the guys yeah. when they were a real lethal part of a puzzle now you're you're saying we need you yeah no, I, I I think they're feeling that and I, I, and I think that that shows to what Dave was saying before the other thing is in the four years the Knights have not had to deal with this before right so I think part of it is they're not sure how to deal with this right yeah. now because they've never had to do, they've never had to do this yeah and you know, obviously, it, it was made clear, like, Mark Stone's still around, but, you know, your captain's not in the lineup. You know, the guys that you're kind of turning to for leadership are, in a lot of cases, guys who weren't here early on, uh, maybe have only been here for, you know, a year plus, uh, in, in the case of, like, somebody like Petrangelo. Um, there's just not... There's, there's just not the same voices... Right. In that in that room with the same experiences that they can draw on, you know, from that team, from whether the first year, the second, whatever it might be, that they that they can go back to, that they can refer to, that they can, you know, use going forward. And this is the other thing too, Brian, that we talked about. And like, look, this is the elephant in the the room, so to speak, kind of a pun, but like, look, let let's just call like out what's going on. Like, this is just a chemi- chemistry thing. It feels like, you know. And anytime you start talking about chemistry and things like that, all the off season is going to come up and flurry and Reeves and not having those personalities and that element in the locker room and in that team. It, I think I used this phrase to you. It feels like the soul of this team is missing right now. Right. And there's sort of no, you know, everybody's, everybody's looking you know, for, for answers or looking for somebody to, to come up with something. And the guys who did that in the past aren't here. Are you a little surprised? Like, I, I guess, you know, you, you have turnover during a season or the trade deadline, things like that. And new guy comes in, maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when you're starting a season fresh, for these guys, if that's true, and I... I I'm on board with you when you watch it. You know, 
we'll see more smiles if they start winning games. But are you a little surprised that that rears its head out of the gate to start a season? I just think it speaks to the expectations and the pressure that are on them, though. You know, like I said, it just feels like that is 500 pounds on this team right now. Is it the guys in, I mean, and I'm asking, it's all speculation. We're not back there. We don't know. But is that pervasive in the building? You know, is it more than just the guys in the room? Is this, there's a whole, everybody's walking around there on eggshells. I mean, I don't know if on eggshells is exactly right, but I can, yeah, you just... Definitely staffers and folks. Like, it's a different feeling around there, you know? And I think, you know, probably has to do with losing and understanding that they're in a rut without the guys that can get them out of it available to them right now. And so I think everybody understands this is, you know, a little bit of a... This is a little bit of an oblique moment for them of somebody better pick up the slaps. Somebody needs to step up and be... You know, the guy or guys who carry them. And, you know, if somebody says, I'm going to get two points out of a game, you know, 2 2 in the third period, I'm just going to do it myself. They have to find somebody that can do that right now, whether it's Petrangelo, Theodore, or, you know, that Carlson line, because nobody else has really done it. And again, only because it's for the Vegas fans, like it's your frame of reference. So. I don't want this to come off as being unfair to DeBoer. But Gallant with the Rangers, they come out of the gate, and you saw quotes from the Rangers saying, things are different here, we, the way we feel about each other. And, and, and again, it helps when you're winning games. So, you know, what can DeBoer do to like? I mean, is giving them, a, like today, like out of nowhere, no practice. Sometimes that's it. You just get away from the game. Go away. Or the the other thing is get the hell out of Dodge and go play on the road. It worked for finally Montreal. Get out of is they got to get out of there. Yeah, the hard part is now you're going against Nathan McKinnon. Hello, you know, like and, and then we go back to that same conversation we just had about look, you're you're trying to sort of lay a different foundation to use their term. You know, you're trying to establish a different identity early on. Because of the injury situation and and who's available, it's easier to do that against the Islanders than against Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Well, it's a lot easier to do that, you know, whatever than you know when you have to go face Nathan McKinnon and all that. So, well, no one's going to feel sorry for you. No, and other teams have dealt with devastating injuries. Oh, let's see, Uh, Crosby and Malkin. Right, you know, what I mean, injuries are a thing. So all the buzzwords and the you know the GM speak, coach speak that all teams and all coaches and GMs do. Next man up, where is he? I mean, I mean, no one, no one's feeling sorry for it. This no. is part of the game. It's a it's a cluster of injuries. Not good. Get it? But I, I think even Pete DeBoer last night started to come around to that you know a couple games ago it was about as he says process Uh and i think it was you know which i get i understand that like you know let's put it into vegas terms like you know when you when you go to the betting window like are you results oriented you know or are you process oriented are you thinking about what you're doing and trying to mathematically 
you know, play the right side and all of that. And if you continue to do that, okay, it should work out in your favor. So, like, I get the idea that you're about process and you're, you're, you're trying to say, if we do these things, eventually we're going to get results from it. But last night it definitely seemed like he's finally started to acknowledge, like, this is about winning. They can't get into too big of a hole here. And if they get behind Edmonton, if they get behind, I don't know about the Sharks, I still have some questions about them. But Edmonton in particular, to your point about, you know, Gallant, Brian, like, it's not so much, you know, oh, you know, okay, everything's going to be great in the Rangerland and whatever. But it's more about what you're trying to establish early. And when you start to get those good vibes going, it snowballs. You know, in a positive way. We saw it a few years ago with Calgary. That year they won the division. They just they got off to such a good, hot start, and everything sort of built from there. And then they were able to get such a lead and hang on, you know, that they can raise a banner, but they get bounced in the first round. You know, so anyway, my rambling point here is what you're trying to do is establish, like, momentum and chemistry early on. And I think that's what Jarred Galant's done. And I think that's the struggle for, for Pete DeBoer right now. The one thing I want real quick. I, I'm not saying early on this is going to happen. I'm just saying it's not that it can't happen. The Devils won a Stanley Cup the next year, didn't make the playoffs. Yet they still reside in the Pacific Division. This is still a team that's deep and should be fine. They've got to find their way out of this hole. You can't make excuses for them. But the one caveat I will throw out there is, we said this all summer, you can play yourself out of the playoffs in October. You can dig yourself a very big hole, and you, hey, football, where'd the Bengals come from? You know what I mean? I mean, maybe Vancouver and Calgary, maybe Calgary's way better than you thought they were going to be. And all of a sudden, you're not just dealing with this division now. This year, you're dealing with the conference. And to get, you know, I mean, I, I'm just saying, mind your P's and Q's here and, and dig yourself out of this in short order. Because when you're when you're skating uphill, it becomes tough. And then the other thing is, the other teams smell blood too. I mean, and, and they they realize that, that you know they can make your life miserable. Yeah, I'm sure they've few teams that would you know want four years of payback. You think you know for yeah. getting smacked around uh, by the new team and excuse me in the division. I, I think that's part of the the issue here too. I th- there's a fear factor, you know that that the we need to get this corrected or you know that that's exactly what's going to happen and I think the other part of it is like this lack of confidence they don't know what the answer is right now they they're not sure what to do to get out of this right now if they had a go to they would have gone to it yeah and and I think that to me goes back to one just the offensive struggles that the guys Sorry, that are in the lineup Sorry, you know are just not scoring that, you know, to Brian's point, you're relying so heavily on the Carlson line and you're not getting that, that secondary scoring. And I think everybody in that locker room seems to recognize that. And, and, and you know, that's where I think that fear and, and apprehension comes. And the other thing, too, 
is just the power play. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, they, like you get chances, and it's a it's a way to get things going, get yourself on the board, find and and their power play just stinks right now, yeah. and the personnel isn't there to Correct. to fix it either. Correct. So, you know, all of the things that like you're mentioning, yeah, I like I think when they start to look in the mirror and they start to see some of these warts, you get a little, you know, you get a little worried, and you yeah. say, okay. You know, if if like like Brian said, you get too far behind, you know, now you're 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 scratching and clawing and, and climbing the mountain, you know, just to get back into the fight. You got to spending all that energy. Got to have stick-to-itiveness. Steve did because I went to put him on the air and I hung up on him. He <laughs> called back. Hi, Steve. Hey, I have a Brandon Peary contract or a, a program uh, on my garage. Still, is he available? <laughs> the the Brandon I mean, Peary boomerang, the, right? So, and there's a point to this, but the power plays own forever. The um, shots just were crazy last night. Uh, the lack of finish, and that's like a, not a new thing, right? So, is that just a mentality of the two way player, the sort of team that they've constructed? Um, from Brandon Manitoba uh, that just doesn't have those sort of killer instincts um, because for example like second period power play there was moments where the whole right side was just open white ice no one moving into the slot no action going on around there where you would see an Alec Martinez you know sort of Sharking down into that position. Um, where's the finish, Dave Shane? Yeah, so it's hurt, and think that's a question mark to but, look at. And but, it's a no, okay, it's, it's just, a legitimate it's a legitimate question mark with this team, to be quite honest. And I table th- that for a second because I mean, going back to Owen Forever with power play, you know, those players were on the ice. And that was the same problem the year before, and some of those same players are on the ice. Well, the guy, the guy that so was supposed I, to I, help was Dodonov, right? In the high slider, what's up with him? So I think this is just a bigger. I think it's a bigger picture problem. Well, not problem, okay. but it's just this is the effect of an expansion team, and this is the effect of you had a number of players that played out of their minds early. You know, like, look, Carlson's on a 43-goal score. No, we know that. You know, he's a 20-goal score, 50-point guy, you know, maybe flirting with 60. Like, he is what he is. So some of this is, like, these guys that showed all of this early on have regressed the mean a little bit, and they kind of are who they are. Some of this finishing is because, you know, this is an expansion team still. And, and But to Steve's point, though, the power play, we can talk about it. We, we have to wait till <laughs> April. We can talk about it. Well, right. They, they, like, they, they, we got to well, wait till March to find out about that? Like, <laughs> what? But I, I guess, I guess the, the one thing I when I watch the power play and you watch all the other teams in the league, the only guy that Vegas has that has on the off wing the big one-timer is Martinez. And... And just while I'm watching the power play, okay, if, if they were lighting it up, I'd say, okay, you're creating your chances. 
But it's been the same plays for two and a half yeah. years. Okay. It, it's Theodore at the blue line. But it's, it's the forwards coming back to the point, getting the puck, turning, and shooting a wrist shot. And the goalies are catching it with their teeth. So here's my issue with their power play. It's been my issue for four years. This is my biggest knock on Shea Theodore is they lack a power play quarterback, whether it's somebody from the point, whether it's somebody from the half wall, or whether it's somebody operating from the goal line. So when I remember a while ago, we we were in here with Ken, and we were talking about the power play, and I said, there's no plan A. And Ken and I were like, yes. There's there's nothing that starts with somebody trying to create. That you're going through someone. I'm dumb. But I'm not stupid. And what you're saying is absolutely true. I think what I said is true. It's the same stuff. Why? If this has gone on now most of the last year in the playoffs, and here we are out of the gate. Why wouldn't you take a kick at the can with a forward on the blue line? Try it. Well, <laughs> try it. I'll, I'll pump my Wisconsin Badgers last year that played five forwards on the power play. Okay, and we're clicking try at like that. percent. Try that. Well, it's hard. To I be- mean, you count. Well, you count on you know Carlson and Smith or okay, killing so- penalties and great defensive players. But I'm just saying, a player, a forward on the point, get a fresh face out there. Okay, so are we talking about a now thing or a long-term thing? Because the now thing, the problem is everybody's hurt. And I don't care but, whether yeah, but, it's an excuse but or what, Stoner, but I don't see. Fact. I don't see Stoner. I agree. So are you talking when they come back? I guess. Because that's, a different, may... that's a different issue than right now. If we're talking how to fix it right now, I don't know a great answer other than you have to try to just get messed to the front. Because of all the things that you're talking about, here, they don't have let anybody me, to stand in the right wing. They need Brendan Brisson to sign at this that's point. Basically. That's you know, what they well, need. I, well, here's what I was going to say, and, and maybe this is laughable, and maybe it's not because whatever it is ain't working. Krebs was one of the more dangerous Golden Knights again. I mean, he, he there's a long way to go. He's just getting going, but he's got eyes in the back of his head. Uh, he's made some nice cross-crease passes. I mean, but facing the play at the point of the power play, maybe, I mean, I don't, I'm looking down the roster going, I don't know who that forward is. I'm wondering if maybe, maybe it's, maybe Krebs would be as good an option as anything at the moment. I don't know. Just a fresh look. Okay, so this is the thing that if you go back and you look at how power play goals are scored and where they're scored from and all of that, like a lot of them are a certain way. Okay, and it's against the green passes, you know, either like cross ice through this, like you're you're basically or traffic. Yes, but most of the time, the ones that you're you know you're when you're tic tac toe and you're moving the puck around, it's going against the grain, and the knights don't have. Anybody right now that seems to be able to unlock a defense with that pass. It was very interesting to watch St. Louis the other night and Tory Krug on a power play and what he's trying to do versus what Shea Theodore is trying to do. Tory Krug is always looking for like a diagonal pass, something that's going to unlock the defense and get everybody scrambling. And even if that first pass isn't open, like for a one timer, what it does is it allows that guy to then go back against the green again 
to the bumper in the middle or down to the goal. It gets everybody scrambling because Tory Krug unlocked everything with one pass. What Shea Theodore does is walk the blue line yes. and then throw it to the yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? There's never, like, the diagonal. I can think of one time, and I don't remember if it was the playoffs or last year, where he threw a diagonal to Alex Tuck at the at the side of the net, and he tapped it in. It was like, oh, finally, yeah. finally, this is the one time. But that's the one thing that's always been missing from the Golden Knights power play is somebody to make that pass that'll unlock everything. Nobody for four-plus years If you watch has been able a great cycle, just a regular shift, it's a triangle. You know, you're yes. down low in, in the circle. And you got one the guy's got the puck, he goes one place. It's a, it's, it's a triangle positionally, but it's like a circle. There's rotation. The other thing is we don't ever see the give and goes or if Theodore were to jump into the high slot, a give and, a yes. go, give and go, or even get him involved. Where, where there's motion, it's the two guys at the point and the other team standing in a box going, kill yourself, knock yourself out, I'm staying right here, I ain't chasing you. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dodonov was supposed to fix the, the issue in the middle with, as, as the bumper. That's sort of where he makes his living, and and you can kind of see it when they get it to him in spots that, that yeah, he can he can find the right pass. He knows where to go with it. They just haven't really figured out how to use it but that's another area that just for it's it's a dead spot in all of their power play formations every year whenever that puck goes to the middle it just everything stops yeah because the next pass is just never where it needs to be and then the whole thing falls apart and it, it's a trigger what, what you're doing on the what you're doing on a penalty kill is you're you're waiting for a trigger. You're waiting for a bobble. You're waiting for the puck to get into a certain spot. Penalty kills have triggers, and as soon as that gets triggered, then you go, and that's where you pressure, and that's where you're trying to you know attack as a penalty kill. Stevie, the, the problem pro- is the Knights put themselves into those spots far too often and let you know penalty kills trigger and then put pressure on them. I I never thought of this. Just listening to all this. You kill a major, or you kill a double minor, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to get a bounce in their step. They killed that double mi- Or a power play, and you, you, you're making a big push, and you're all over them. And then sometimes you score a goal 20, 30 seconds later because you, you got things going. When the power play doesn't work here, it almost derails whatever good stuff they may have had going 5-5. Five five. It's It almost... It's a momentum killer too. It's not you did not just you didn't score on a power play. It's like they kind of hit the brakes and the other team gets a push. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing Krebs. I think Krebs may press a little too much to to get stuff done. I I think Petrangelo can quarterback. The guy is Theodore, and I don't understand why they don't use this. He has the ability to beat the first guy. Instead of walking the blue line like you're talking about and flipping that thing in, beat the first guy. Now you're at either the top of the circle or just inside the circle, and you've got space. Now you have options. Now you can either fire at the goal if, if you think you have a shot, or you can move it cross ice. And I know that they're dealing with injuries now. But in the preseason, on that power play, I saw player movement. I saw puck movement across the ice. We're not seeing that anymore. It's what we've seen for the past <laughs> well, four years. You know who you saw it from? It was Miramanov. Okay, that's fine. But 
I don't care who you have out there. You, you should still be running the same plays. They're not running the same plays anymore that they ran in the preseason. I don't understand that. Okay, so some of that, I'll make a football analogy with that. That comes down to personnel, and then there, there are certain guys that are just better on a power play and can run certain plays and are better at it. Okay. You, you, you shrink the playbook, basically. That, that's you, you fair. Know? Do you agree with me, though, that Theodore can get inside the first guy on the power play and then you can make things happen? Now, now it's almost five on three. I mean, it's... He, I've, seen him, he, I've seen him when he wants to beat that guy time and again. I mean, how about a little thing, Dave? I'll, I'll throw one at you. How about, how about on the power play, just give him a fresh look. Play Theodore on the right side of the power play. Just, just something. Change it up. Yeah, I think at this point that's probably the maybe the the answer to try because you know, you're limited in the personnel because of the injuries. So again, now you're just throwing guys out there that you know aren't necessarily like power play guys. They've maybe done it a little bit, or you know they're second unit guys that all of a sudden maybe getting bumped up. Whatever it might be, they're just they're guys that are in roles that don't necessarily fit them or suit them, and so. You you can't ask them to necessarily do things that they're not capable of doing. And it it sounds simple, like yes, why can't you just run the power play? Why can't you do this? But you know they don't have somebody to stand like to Brian's point. Other than maybe yeah. Haig, like they don't have somebody to stand in the right circle and just fire. They don't have somebody to stand on the left half wall and do what. what you know what I mean? Stone I mean, does, so. even when he's healthy, Pacioretty's a wrist shot. Yeah, the he's only, not a one. The only guy, guy, the only guy that won uh, one timer is Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the, and that's, and then you, we see him have at, success. That's if, a weapon. Yeah, if you look at Patrick, and Patrick's talked about this, that part of it was he was, he was deployed. I'll say wrong. I think he's even said that in Montreal for years on the mm-hmm. power play. And I think he played the bumper for for a long time, and that he's more comfortable in that right circle, and that's where he wants to be and and is most effective, but. If you look through his number, like he's not a huge power play number guy. Mm-hmm. Like his goals were not on the power. That's right. not where he was right. standing there and just rifling. That's not who he is. And and it, I think, goes back to the fact that yeah, he's more of a catch and shoot guy. He wants to to snap it off. So is Marjuso. Yeah, and and on a power play, when that puck is moving side to side, don't let the goalie you, get set. Yes, you. It's it's one. You just you watch where and how the goals are scored and you can see it coming before it happens as soon as that pass is made you just you know that's going to be a chance good point about personnel too and i think steve made the point too many 200 foot players on this team not enough scorers you need a you need a better mix of scores and 200 foot players and i love the 200 foot players but if you've got too many you're not going to be able to score yeah, but it's a broken record we've been saying that how long no. I mean, they don't grow on trees, but that's, you got to find well, them. That's why well, the every, every yeah. rumor is about the center in Buffalo. You need, you, I mean, an elite center could change that. And I, the stupid analogy, the Jamar Chase kid, the wide receiver in Cincinnati, all of a sudden their tat, tight ends playing like John Mackey, <laughs> Joe Mixon's yeah. running like Gail Sayers because yeah. that one kid arrived and everybody around them got better. Yeah, look at Randy Moss with the Vikings. I yeah. always go back to that. Yeah. Tell them about the podcast. What's shaking? Yeah. Golden Edge Podcast. ReviewJournal.com. Uh, gets to uh, break down all the negative stuff, I guess, this week, huh? So I think, we, uh, I think we're doing that tomorrow. This uh, is, should be fun. Everybody can check it out. This is borderline interesting. I mean, it's not the start anybody was looking for. 
what is one of the bigger stretches of adversity this organization's ever faced? This is going to be an interesting three weeks. Yeah, I mean, tied for the worst start. Never had a four-game losing streak under the board. I mean, you know, not, not exactly sky is falling, but it's not exactly... Uh, it's not dull. It's not rainbows and bunnies either. Dave Shane from the RJ Air, good friend. Stevie, as always, but great fun. It's amazing. It's over. Goes fast. We'll see if the Golden Knights can get back on the beam. We thank you for joining us. TC's coming up next.